me, I'm gonna have my little farmer's hat on now. You're gonna be like in the garden. You're gonna be like, Whitney, you're actually in the garden? <laughs> my dad called me like grandma, farmer grandma or something because when I go fishing up uh, in Amelia, <laughs> I always have like my- Your grandma hat? Yeah, the grandma hat because you know, spray the bug spray on the hat brim so it'll come like attacking your eyes and ears. Right. And then I have on, I always wear overalls. Because uh-huh. I don't want my good clothes getting fish guts and fish scales and right. worm guts on them. Wait, I guess worms. Do worms have guts? No, I don't think worms have guts. No, they don't. I don't know. I never. I don't actually want to think about that. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. I'm like, oh, worms are nasty. <laughs> yeah, but I look super duper country whenever I go fishing. <laughs> I mean, they taught you well. Right? Indeed. Family. Mm-hmm. We yeah, are a yeah. fishing family. We're super country. Well, no. We're partly super country. Part, part, half of us are super country. The other half is a little bit country. Oh, a little bit rock and roll. I was going to say ratchet, but it's... <laughs> no. I'm talking about my like immediate family and then like extensive from the immediate family, like my brother's uh, wife and kids, because it's like... Eli is quite the fisherman. He's gotten a very nice cast because he practices. My dad had to get his uh, fishing line out of the trees at their house. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And he was using my my new, well, not new. uh, My friend Julian gave it to me for my birthday two or three years ago. And it's a different type of reel. So most reels, you push a button as you cast. Right. So it's pretty easy. But this one is one where you got the little thing. You have to flip it over as you cast. So you have to kind of hold the rod with like two fingers and then hold like the line with the other finger Mm. and flip it over so it's ready to go. And then as you cast, you let go of the line. So it's a little bit more complicated in my, to me. I was like, that sounds complicated. Yeah. But I showed my oldest nephew, I showed Peanut. He got it. Because he wanted to know. He was like, can I, can I cast yours? I'm like, I think it's a little complicated. And I yelled to the other side of the pond. I was like, dad, Monkey, do you think it's okay? And they're like, yeah, no, dad. And then when I was done showing him how, I was like, so you want to cast it down? He was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was always like, no, nah, my mom, I'm good. He's good. But then like when we were about to go, Eli, the youngest one, he's like, I'm I want to ca- I want to cast it. I was like, well, um, but uh, you don't know how to cast. He was like, yeah, I saw you when you were showing. I was like, oh, well, well, show me. And dag on it, if that kid, he did it, didn't he? <laughs> I was like, dag on Eli. And then Peanut was like, how did he know after only one time? I was like, cause he's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smart little kid. Yeah, he, uh, it's so crazy, kids. Now, like, I feel like I'm like I don't feel like I was as smart at that age. Right. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody? It's Blur Girls. It's Triple F Queen Bola. No tagline wit here. And we are Blur Talk with Bola and Whitney. What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy July. We're in the middle of summer. It's awesome. It's cool, and it's hot. Cuckoo summer. Oh, okay. Seeing me here on my own. It's a cool, cuckoo summer. I think it's cruel summer. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was like, that was the whole point. She's talking about how the guy left her and it's summer, but it's kind of cool Now you're gone. Okay, well, let's pretend, everyone, that I actually said cool. <laughs> <laughs> a hot mess with me. A hot mess. My bad. Pretend okay. I had like a major lisp on that and I was actually saying cruel. <laughs> how are you, everybody doing today? What's going on? How, how are you doing, doing with me? 
I'm doing pretty good. You know, we just had a, um, you, you guys are hearing us in July, but we're, we're in the past currently. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Y'all are hearing us back to the future. Back, back, back. <laughs> But uh, we had a really great little girls escapade yeah. yesterday. I would start yeah. singing Janet yeah. Jackson escapade, but I can't think of the lyrics right now. <laughs> it was really fun. It was. I thought nice you were going to help with the lyrics, but that's okay. Okay. Oh, I'm not bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The, I'm like, what song is that? Oh, you man. know I don't know song names. Oh, yeah. You As Shaliqa right. let everybody know. Black people don't know song names. <laughs> we, once we hear we're like, oh, yeah, that's my jam. What's the name of it? Don't ask me that. <laughs> That's why I was like bad at single because when I was playing, I talked about it last month, y'all. But when I was playing single, I was like, I have a big collection catalog of songs. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of songs. I don't. I might not know who sings them all, especially if they're older. But I'm like, come on, Eileen. I know that song, but don't ask me who sings mm-hmm. it. Like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I realized that I didn't know how mm-hmm. songs started, so I I only know the choruses of those songs. Interesting that you so mentioned Come On Eileen because uh, we are reviewing today The Flash and Ezra Miller was in The Perks of Being a Wallflower and that was like a major song when they were like advertising it in the trailer of that like movie and in the big scene. Is that true? Yeah, because like when they were going to the dance and the uh, so Ezra Miller, he's not like the main character in that movie. Um, but he's a really likable like secondary character and the main character like he's at like the dance. And this that song plays, and it he hits when he finally. Come on, Eileen, wasn't that? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it made me think of that. But yeah, we're doing the flash today, you the guys. Controversial flash. <laughs> yeah. But first, we're gonna blurt out. Well, all right. Blurt out. Blurt out. Blurt out. Blurt out. So this is a time in the segment where we just kind of talk about other stuff that we are liking before we get into our review mm-hmm. of the movie at hand. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to go first because I don't really have much I'm blurting out about. Okay. Um, I usually let Whitney go first because I'm nice like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to blurt out about our um, our, our comedy show. Mm. So me and her traveled um, to... Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Virginia Beach area. Had a nice little excursion um, with also another fellow Blurred. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is she a Blurred? Yeah. Okay. An- another fellow Blurred, um, Shaliqua. And we had an awesome time. Um, it was fun. It was funny. It was, <laughs> we were kind of scary a little bit for at that one point where we couldn't figure out where we were going to get the car charged. And I was like, Lord, please let it work. Anyway, but it was They were fun. scared. I was fine. We were scared. She was fine, but we, I just just see Shalikwa's uh, stories, please. I need to go back and look at those. Because she was cracking me up. That was getting me through it. But um, I don't know how you do it, Whitney. I'd be extra stressed about that. Like, the charge is down, and then you have to find a location. And remember, especially at that time of night, it was like super late. I was like, how did you? I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would be stressed. And we, I remember Shaliqua just said, we didn't pass so many gas stations. But no, <laughs> I was like, exactly. We passed so many gas stations, but there were no charger uh, things for the car, for the electronic cars. And I was like, they should change that. I mean, I'm sure they're working on it because there's like, you know, that's a lot of infrastructure you have to build out. Infrastructure or just one of those little things? like. The- well, you have to have places that are going to host the charging stations. So that could be gas stations, but that means they would have to bolt, build whole new terminals to take the charge to like char to um you know 
um, charge you for the charge. <laughs> that's true. So that's like, you know, that's investment. Right. And you would have to, they're like, a lot of gas stations are probably like, you know, electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles are on the rise, but it's probably not to a tipping point where they're like, we're still making enough money. We don't have to really worry about trying to um, cater to that part of the population that has electric vehicles. Sheets and Wawa have been good about that, especially like for ones near like a highway tend to be um, ones that will have like the charging station. So that way you they'll have like the fast chargers. You can go in, you know, since they have like the made to order food, you can go in, grab you something to eat and then, you know, eat something while you're waiting for it to charge. And it's also because I know you guys were asking me, like, because the one we ended up charging at was a Target. Right. And they're like, well, why at a Target? And it's like, well, you know, it's like shopping. It's one of those things where since you, you know, have to wait for a bit, you can be shopping while your car charges. So uh, places that make the most sense, um, you know, are like shopping centers. Could be like a mall, a grocery store. Because, you know, you're going to spend like probably at least 30 minutes in it if you're like actually making groceries and not just stopping in really quickly. So... In that time, your vehicle can be charging. Well, <laughs> at the end of that, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if it's for me yet. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, that's all I can say is I don't know. But it was like, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, I like that you don't have to pay for gas, but then I'm like, it's cool. But then it's like, I mean, I'm you like, still have to pay for a charge. Yeah, and if you can't find the place, because you don't know where you are. You really um, gotta map your route out, right? Anyway, that's not my not route. So, like, <laughs> electric vehicles, at least going by my electric vehicle, has a on its map system where it'll just like constantly be showing you where the newer, nearest charging station is. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't usually have it on that part of the screen. Like, I usually have it on like my um, Android Auto screen. But if I switch to the like map screen, it has. That's why I put like the search button because it constantly tells you. Ah, okay. So you'll know where there's one. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't tell you if that one's working or not. It does not. It does not because as we saw over there, Watson was not working while Susanna was. Oh, Susanna, don't you work for me? I come from Alabama (laughs) and I need to go home and pee. Which was pretty was much because like, the... Whitney needed to be. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my blurred out is like what we actually did, not the whole. Tr- that part was funny, but uh, <laughs> it was like looking, being that late at night, thanking God we had found somebody who told us that Watson was working. But it was really the Thank comedy you, show. Stranger from North Thank Carolina, you, random white dude from North Carolina. Thank you. <laughs> First time comes in handy. I'm stuck. <laughs> That makes that just reminds me of the story that Leekwa told us though about like when we were thinking about and this will probably come up in my blur talk if um blurred out if it doesn't come up in Bolas but talking about like the wasp right. and how nobody was exactly. trying to get this wasp but Leekwa was like yeah there was a carpenter bee at something she was at she was like this white dude killed it with his bare hands yeah, like, and that's how you do it and that's I'm how you from. do it it's like ah that country quality of man is in short supply these days. Hell yeah, girl. But that North Carolina dude, being from North Carolina, he was probably country, was like, this lady looked like she is struggling. Let me tell her that one of these stations is down. And if it's one with a W, that's probably the one that's down. I'm exactly. Like, Thank you, stranger from North Carolina. I preach you, appreciate you, sir. I really do. <laughs> so thank you for helping us out. Um, but I really was, we went to see Roy Wood Jr. at the Funny Bone in Virginia Beach. And I mean, we have a Funny Bone here in Richmond, but... Mm-hmm. He was not going to come here. <laughs> and I love, you guys know I love The Daily Show. I miss 
I miss it honestly with the writer strike going on. I really miss it because I was like, man, I wanted to see um, one of the comedians on there is named um, Dulce Sloan, and she was doing her week, and it was like she only did one episode in her week. Mm-hmm. Everybody else got to do their whole week, but well, actually not because Ronnie Chang didn't do his week or anybody else after that, but. She did her week, and then it was like she did one episode into her week, and then the writer strike nixed everything. Hmm. So I was mad because I wanted to see her do her week hosting to see if I would like. I would love for Roy to be the main host because Roy is hilarious. <laughs> but as he said during our um during the session, like people were somebody of course in the audience were like, "Are you gonna host the Daily Show?" He was like, "You know, what? he would love to, but it's a stressful job." Hmm. I mean, and he actually like honestly told us how. I saw it because I watched The Daily Show and I love Trevor. Mm -hmm. I saw him, you know, I saw the clip of him telling everybody that he was leaving. Mm -hmm. And I assumed that he told the backstage folks and Mm -hmm. he told the team, but he was just telling us and took us by surprise. Nah, Trevor took the whole team by surprise. (laughs) He was like, Trevor didn't tell nobody he was leaving. He just told everybody then. I was like, are you serious? You would think you're going out on air you at least tell the producers and stuff. Mm. Trevor did not. So I was like, damn, Trevor must have got to him. But I don't blame him because I also think he picked the right time to bounce out. Um, at the same time, him and the, all the Brits are leaving now, actually. Him and Corden and all the other ones, they're all leaving now. Oh, snap. <laughs> Except for that one that does, um, that one British dude with the glasses that did Zazu. I forget his name. I don't know. I don't know who voiced Zazu. For the for the live action remake of oh Lion the King. remake not the original not the original the live action remake still don't know who that is though <laughs> uh, he wins the Emmy for late night TV all the time he has an oh HBO special on anyway y'all know who I'm talking about but um I I just his comedy special was golden like Roy Wood Jr. put his did his thing I was like so pleased with it and it was it was so funny I just liked it. A lot. Like, I laughed the entire time. And I love comedy where you... Because lately we've been seeing some comedy specials. Especially for, like, when you see the first comedian special. John Oliver. Thank you. It was John (laughs) Oliver. Ooh, that totally escaped me. (laughs) Especially when you see the first comedy special of somebody that's really funny. Mm -hmm. And then their second one is, like, not as funny. Yeah. And I've been, like, having that issue, like, recoiling or ricocheting or whatever you want to say it is. Mm -hmm. But I've been having that whole, like, oh, man. I've been listening to the second one, and they're not as funny or they're not as good as the first one. Well, we discussed this, though. I think part of it is because of the pandemic. Because, you know, apparently part of a lot of part of these comedians process is like going to smaller places and doing the routine and like refining it until it's really good. Because then they see, okay, this one's hitting. This one's not. And since they didn't have that opportunity because they couldn't. You know, because of the pandemic, I feel like that's why. Because I, I agree with you. I've seen a lot of them where I've been like, oh, this was not uh, as good. I watched several where I didn't laugh as much. Mm. And I was very unhappy about that. I was like, man, I want to watch something that's funny. Yeah. So for me to go, because I've also been to the um, the Funny Bone here in Richmond twice mm. in the past m- like month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say May. Because we're in July now. Mm-hmm. But because uh, I didn't go to the Funny Bone except for the Be- Virginia Beach one in June. Mm. But Ma- May and I think April maybe, I went with Matt and I went with my sister. Mm-hmm. I saw Godfrey. Godfrey started off strong, and, but then he got like super political. And then he got into his like Christian jokes where I'm like, I'm, I'm not. 
I'm not against the Christian joke at mm-hmm. all, but I was like, some of it was just like not in great taste. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, mm, now you're just saying your own opinions about stuff. It's not really a joke in there. You know what I mean? And then people were like not laughing at him and he was just like, I don't care. I like to be, I like to be controversial. I don't I'm like, okay, but please be funny at the same time. Like I was like, fine. But I feel like that's a cop out. If you say, I mean, if you think it fine, but if you have to say it on stage, right. that's usually because you know that you're not hitting. Right. And, you gotta and, say and he wasn't hitting at all. And I was just like, okay, I'm done with Godfrey. <laughs> I was just like, man, wasted some money. But it just, I, I didn't like it where you're, you're the headliner. And then after a while, you're just like, can we go now? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I felt with the Godfrey one. Mm-hmm. And then um, Orlando Jones was actually funny. He was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. He was, he was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I did feel like the girls that went before him were funnier. Mm. So I laughed way more at the women mm-hmm. that he brought on, yeah. on his tour. They just were hilarious. But um, so I've been like kind of happy to go to this show. And Roy Wood Jr. was even funnier than the um, than the person that the pre-show act. Mm. Her name was Sasha Paris or Paris Sasha, right? Uh, one sec here. Anyway, Perry Sasha. Perry Sasha. She was hilarious. She awesome was. set. Funny as hell. I can't even get into what she said because it was so funny. <laughs> but the main problem with the whole funny bone thing was not only that uncomfortable tight seats, but the host was horrible. Oh, my gosh. Like, you guys, it was awful. Like, I had to look down at my phone because he was bombing so bad right in my face. It was, and I was just like, no. Uncomfortable to experience. Like, everybody around us had like a, God, please stop talking. Look <laughs> on their face. So, I'm sorry, but the Virginia Beach Funny Bone host, you're really not great. Please, just stick to announcing them and announcing them the correct name. You're yeah. the host. How do you even know her name? You messed her name up so bad. He's like, Sasha. And like, oh, I fucked it up again. I was like, oh my God, you're bombing so bad. Not only do your jokes not hit, but you don't even got the right. And then the funny thing is, Sasha, um, Perry? Per- 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 Perry Sachet. Perry Sachet came out and said, he was looking at, she was like, I'm looking around. I was like, Sasha, who the F is that? You up, girl? <laughs> and then she immediately cut the tension of that. Yeah. With a good joke. So, yeah. But Roy was just amazingly funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I can't wait. I can't talk about the other thing because he told us not to. Mm. But I was like, if you have a chance to see Roy Wood Jr. in person, please go see him. He's super funny. Hopefully, whenever the Daily Show comes back, I do hope they make him the new host, but it's up in the air right now. Hmm. But that's what I'm blurting out about. And my second blur was Manifest Finished, Ooh. and it was phenomenal. Mm. I enjoyed it very much. And that's my that's it for me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Keep going short, to sweet. plus one on the comedy show, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things I was also blurting out about. But before I get to the comedy show, I am going to also blurt out about just kind of our little escapade in general because we started out by going to a is it pronounced Ghanaian 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 restaurant that uh Bola found called Yen Diddy Yen Diddy and my meal was so (laughs) good I had some leftovers for brunch this morning and it was just like oh that place was so bomb I got the um spinach soup with fish as my meat and um Eba. Eba. Mm-hmm. And I also had, uh, as a side, got the um, fried plantain. Fried oh plantain. Gosh, with the yandiddy sauce. That was the was bomb. Fire. I promised y'all that I was going to teach Whitney how to fry plantain. Because she was just like, nah. 
she can't do it. I'm like, it's literally, I was like, you don't have to, because she was like, can I just order some to go? And I was like, you really don't have to. I was like, I can teach you how to make really good plantain. It takes nothing and it's super cheap. All you gotta do is buy the plantain, make sure they're pretty ripe, get the oil frying pan, slice them up, and you have your snack. Nobody really wants Whitney to be frying anything. Come on, Whitney. You got to try, <laughs> man. You got to try. It's super Whitney's easy. like, that's like a public health hazard. I would be like a weapon of mass destruction. Oh <laughs> I, I bet you I can teach you how to do it and you will not burn. You just have to, I will teach you how to do it. It's, you just have to be careful because it is, but it doesn't pop like frying fish and stuff does. Mm. Like, I don't blame you. Even I don't like to do fried fish on the stove because that thing pops at you all the time because of the water mm. in fish. But the plantain is just open it and start cutting it. And you just put it in there and it's fine. It doesn't pop. You just have to make sure you don't slash the oil at yourself. But that's it. Okay. Yeah, but like my meal was so delicious. So African I'm also going to... It is. You were having a good African food run. Like yes. she's been really digging the African food this month. I'm going to try some different foods from Anane African mm-hmm. food, the place that we ordered from. I think oh we told God. you guys about it before. But yeah. we got like the peanut soup last time. I am going to try their... A goosey soup. Yeah, a goosey is the bomb. This time. And it's going to be hard because the peanut soup was also really good, but it's no. It's like, no, that's kind of a main dish. I, mean, I wish that I ordered the peanut soup there instead of the soup I got. Mm. I was like, I should have just got the peanut soup with the beef. It probably would have been better. Anyway. But yeah, so it's just, ah, it was so good. It was so good. Like, the flavors are just like in Nigerian food and like, well, African food because this was West Ghanaian. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, they... These flavors just be on point, you guys. Like, oh, so flavorful. Yes. So rich. We do it big in our own, in our place. <laughs> we do it big. We have to have flavor. You have to have spice. <laughs> spice and rice. That's what we say. <laughs> we stop. We stop. But it was delicious. <laughs> so I am blurting out about Indidi restaurant. So the food was delicious. They are very... <laughs> Services are... Oh, yeah. See, let's, let's... Are we getting into that? Well, I, I'll gloss over it, but let's just talk about the wasp. They well, the oh wasp, gosh, kind, the really wasp kind of goes into the kind of you not not service, but just they were very laissez faire. Like the customer was like, "They got wasp," Africans and the dude is no looking bugs. like he's just kind of like laissez faire, like, "Oh, oh yeah, there is." It's like, can you, don't be they don't be "Can you get him out?" <laughs> I was like, "You see all your your customers like, oh, my thing is like those things can sting and keep stinging, so that's why you have to get rid of them." Yeah, and some people might be allergic or something. That's like, right, right. I'm like, I've never been stung by anything. Hope y'all have good liability insurance because y'all are not hyped about getting this wasp out. Not to mention the slippery floors, but I don't want to. I don't want to like bash them because the food was good. Food order was out. banging. That's what I say. Order out. <laughs> order takeout. That's what I was saying. Yeah. And it is like trying to park there. Like, it is oh a thing. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> it's dangerous. Like, you're literally, I'm not going to lie to you, you're kind of like risking your life and your car <laughs> because it's like they're so close to the the main road. Yeah. There's no, like, buffer space. There really isn't. Like, you the just, parking lot, yeah, like, the end of the line for where you park between is, like, goes like r- pretty much almost right into the actual road. So, like, yeah. it's, yeah. It's one of those ones where you just drive right off the road right into their space, the parking spaces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, usually there's, like, a little lead up. Right. So there's some separation. There's no separation. If you back in, trust me, you're not getting out unless there's nobody on the road or you got somebody looking at looking You mean if you, you pull in? If you pull my 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 bad, yeah. If you pull in, if, yeah, my bad. If you pull in and you don't back in, that's when you're gonna have trouble because yeah. you can at least a... see when you're when you're back in. Mm-hmm. You can see the cars coming, right? But if you just 
like pull in like I like to do. And like Shalika said the same thing. Shalika was like, I don't be backing in. I was like, yeah, me neither. I don't be backing in either. I am the backing queen. She loves to back it in. That's okay? how my mom taught me. She's like, when everybody else is trying to maneuver their way out, you just slide you know on out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue with your next blurt out, Whitney. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, my next blurt out is just plus wanting the comedy show. Okay. Like, Perry Sachet, she was freaking hilarious. Yeah, it's getting into not safe for work. So, yeah, I can't really go mm-hmm. too much into her routine, but she was hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to have to look her up because Leekwa said she also she actually knew of her and kind of follows her. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to like follow her and see if and I can find some more. Yeah, specials, exactly. Because yeah. I really liked her. But yeah, Roy Wood Jr., like both of them, Roy, with the exception of the trash, I'm sorry, dude. Maybe you're just on your on your journey, but at mm. this point, you are just, <laughs> your comedy is kind of trash. You're talking about he was, he was shitting on his own kids. One I was like, was dang. Gay. And then I'm, I'm not proud of him. And then he was also like not, he was trying to make a joke about bottom and tops gay people, but it was just not even correct. I was like, what are you doing? I expended quite oh, a lot of brain power on that joke, trying to see it didn't make how no it, sense. Was it was so bad. A the joke. caboose joke was stupid, too. Yeah, the that setup was, was too long. Duh. Was yeah. He was terrible. Yeah, not great at all. That was uncomfortable. But yeah, the rest of it, like the um, headliner and the pre-show, Perry Sachet and Roy Wood Jr., he was just Oh my God, like all throughout his entire right. routine is just, he is fire. Mm-hmm. He is fire. He needs to, I wonder if it would his, oh, they said Paramount Plus. Cause I was like, I thought I've seen something from him before, but I think I, I probably have not. I think I listened to a, um, have you ever, do you listen to a good one? No. Okay. It's a podcast about jokes. Actually, that's their tagline. Good one. A podcast about jokes. Oh, so they'll take different comedians and they'll like um, analyze one joke and ask them about how they put it together and kind of how their thinking was about it. So they had Roy Wood Jr. on there at one point. So I think that's where I heard him before because I don't think I've ever seen because I don't think he has anything on Netflix. No, he has something on Comedy Paramount Central. Plus. Okay, yeah, and, and they, they said got put Param- on Paramount Plus. Yeah, so yeah, but I loved it. It was so hilarious. It was a great night. Plus that area down there, um, the Funny Bone, the Virginia Beach Funny Bone, yeah. is a great area. The, yeah. the fountain and stuff. That's just yeah, it's a really yeah. I like seeing people milling about, sitting down, enjoying the air. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It wasn't too bad. It was a little warm, toasty, especially in Yen Diddy. They had no air, y'all. That thing was bad. like 86. It was it hovered between 85 and 86 <sighs> degrees, and then they just had the fan to circulate the hot air. It was something. Yeah. It was an experience, but the food was good. The food was fire. Oh, I forgot about the drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah, ginger, the drink. Pineapple ginger drink. Yes. And the Zobo. Yeah. Uh, you should have got the Zobo. I don't think you could have gone wrong either way because I was right. really happy with my pineapple ginger one. Right. But tasting yours, the Zobo, that was also really good. So I was like, you know what? You couldn't have gone wrong with either one of these. Mm-hmm. They were both really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I am looking forward to like, you know, visiting again because it was like, it was really good. I would probably, I guess I would. take out on the right? It, you could eat there too. You could. I'm just gotta talk I'm trying to. Stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think because like that's a drive for us. It's so a to drive. Go, it's like, so it's, to drive and then have to like find somewhere to eat it if you're not going to eat in there is just going to be kind of if they have the space because they're not big. Yeah, they're, they're also really big. small. It's really small. And also where um I like their decorations though. It's just the service because it was like it's like one girl and there was another dude, but he didn't seem to be there was two girls. I don't know where the other one went to. Oh, there was two. Okay, there was, but she just went. I don't know because she brought us our food. Okay, so I guess I guess she's the cook help in the back. Ah, okay. And then the one girl was doing the front, and then the guy. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, he was just staying back there. So it wasn't like I mean, she wasn't unfriendly. She was a friendly. Um, our our she waitress was friendly, but just probably didn't help with the Bluetooth. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, ethnic service. I'm not gonna lie, different ethnic groups. Service is not always their main function. The food will be on point, but you know that you... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the customer service is not their high thing. I prefer some place that has good both. But it's all That's it's always preferable. But you know... Well, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Like the could have been more attentive, but other mm-hmm. than that, like friendly and stuff. Yeah, because I remember she totally forgot I asked for puff puff, and then she was like, "Oh yeah, you did," and I was like, "The whole meal was over." Yeah, and, and you were about to say you don't have to worry, but she like walked yeah, off. She walked away and went and got it <laughs> and I'm like, like okay. dang. Because <laughs> I was going to be like, don't worry about it. And then I wanted a meat pie, and then they were all out of meat pie. And I was like, I should have bought the meat pie first. Mm. But it was all good. Yeah, but it was delicious. Like, you guys, I would fully recommend it. Food-wise, yes. Food-wise, I would fully recommend it. Because, like, it is, it is small, and it's tight. And the tables they can't really accommodate a lot of people so if right. you've got a party of like more than, more than four more than four that's going to be really hard for them to accommodate i wouldn't do it yeah more than four i would get it to go and find another place to eat right yeah because it's it's pretty tight but the food is the bomb for right. what i had mm-hmm. um so i definitely recommend the spinach soup i had it with fish i hadn't didn't have it with any other meats um with the ethyl right and definitely recommend the um, fried plantains as a side with their yendiri sauce. That yendiri sauce is good. Yes, and I definitely recommend the pineapple ginger and the zobo. So freshly made in-house drinks. Mm, yeah. Well, they weren't alcoholic, but you can't make them alcoholic because mm. the zobo had the zobo that my my. Anyway, you can make them alcoholic, but this one was just plain like it's like a hibiscus drink. Mm. You mix hibiscus um, in it, and it's really delicious. It really is. It was really good. So I fully recommend it. Yeah, I think we're ready. Let's do it. All right, you guys. So we are reviewing the Flash, the 2023 movie, not the not the series. You guys, the series. I wish because I love that (laughs) Flash. The movie didn't love it as much. Hmm. So I'm just gonna get into it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all. I did not want to watch this movie <laughs> because I, I'm sorry, I'm not on board with what Ezra Miller's doing with his life. Mm. I don't support his outbursts of anger and violence against women, especially. Mm. Um, and I was definitely not trying to see something he was in, but I was like, okay, Whitney made a case was like, you can't just watch everything that's like, you know, we at least review it and see. Because I also thought the film was going to be bad because it's DC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, you know I give I give DC no... I got no chill for DC. Because <laughs> they needed to be doing their stuff a lot better. Mm. And then the stuff that they complained about is like actually good. Like People were talking about Wonder Woman 2 and um, Shazam 2. And I'm like, those were actually very good. Mm. The other films that they're all like... I'm like, no, these were not good. But some of them know that too. But I was like, okay, give the benefit of the doubt. Let's see it. Mm-hmm. And if it, even if it, the reviews were already coming out bad, 
Mice, well, they were actually more so coming out mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, let's review it and talk about why mm-hmm. we didn't like it. But my main reason for not wanting to watch this is I didn't want to pay to support Ezra Miller. Um, that was my main reason. Hmm. Also, I love Grant Gustin's regular Flash that I was like, nobody else can do this mm-hmm. but him. I mean, someone else can, but I just was like, nah. He's and the Flash say, to me all day. Just to interject really quickly. I thought, like, just, you know, a lot of people were speculating that he would have some type of cameo, but he did not. That's another thing that I was also mad about, because I'm like, so you had all these other people up in here, but you couldn't give a nod to, and then the funny thing is, in one of the Flash episodes, or at least a teaser or something, him and Ezra, they actually did, like, a a Flash thing together, like, mm-hmm. he was... I feel like Ezra came on and I just don't remember what episode or what thing it was on, but he came on and like did a cameo on the TV series mm-hmm. for them to not even honor him and like let him be in the, one of the flash things. And that was, it's another thing. There was so much going on in this film. I was like, so you can have all these Batmans and all these Supermans, but y'all couldn't like put a cameo, let Grant Gustin be in there just for a little bit. They should have done that. I think, I think it was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think it was a missed opportunity for them, but um, let's get into first impressions. Um, Whitney, you go ahead. I kind of gave mine already. <laughs> I My first impressions came from the trailer. And I was actually rather excited to see The Flash. Yeah, the because, trailer was fire. Yeah, the trailer line. was fire. The, the trailers are always fire. Not always. The trailers are. Not every trailer. Okay. I mean, well, okay, I'm thinking That's of like Avatar, The Way of Water. And that trailer was beautiful. So in that way, it was fire. But as mm-hmm. far as telling me anything about what the story was going to be about. Interest, yeah, they don't always peak interest. Yeah. So, but it was, the trailer was absolute fire. So I was like, I want to see this. I'm like, I have a problem with Ezra Miller, what he's doing in his personal life or what he's going through. Hopefully he gets some help. I don't know what's going on. So that's not great about that. Hopefully he paid for his crimes against women. Mm. But like, I'm like, Ezra Miller's not the only person in this. And you know, a lot of people go into making... A mo- like a lot a lot of people yeah that's go true. into making a movie so you that's don't want to like you know have other people's hard work that's why i couldn't make it all about ezra that's mm-hmm. what made me be like okay and then whitney honestly it was whitney saying like even if we it's going to be bad we should still re- like review a bad film yeah and talk about why so those two the reasons why i relented and allowed myself to pay full price <laughs> for the ticket because i was like well can we go on a day where i can only pay five dollars <laughs> uh, but I, I relented and i watched it yeah. I'm not going to lie. I would say it wasn't a bad watch. Mm. It really wasn't a bad watch, actually. It's yeah. way better than Black Adam, but <laughs> it, there was some problems. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I would say it wasn't a bad watch. That's my main impression. Mm-hmm. That it really wasn't that bad, but there was definitely some issues mm-hmm. and some things that could have been way better. And it's funny for me, thinking about the movie overall, my favorite parts were pretty much everything outside of the Flash himself. <laughs> I loved Michael Keaton that. as Batman. Oh, loved I loved it. the cameos they had by like other characters. Like they had like the Nicolas Cage Superman. Mm-hmm. They had the Christopher Reeve Superman where they recreated him. Um, they had, I guess, like some other Flash, which I'm not as familiar enough with Flash. It wasn't the Grant Gustin Flash. It was some like older one. Yeah, it was the one that's in the TV series that plays his dad. Oh, okay. And he played, he played back in the day, he played the first Flash. Ah. With the hat on and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I forgot, they also had Supergirl, but I've never watched the Supergirl, like back in the day Supergirl, because they had her together with Christopher mm-hmm. Reeve's Superman. The blonde one. Right. So those were cool. I, I liked the cameos and I liked the nostalgia. 
And I loved Supergirl, their Supergirl. I'm not sure what the, I'll have to look it up to see what the actress's name was. I thought she was phenomenal. She, Mm -hmm. to me, was like, she was the Wonder Woman in Batman versus Superman. She was like a bright spot. I thought she was pretty awesome as um, Kara Zorro Mm -hmm. or Zorro. Is it Zorro or Zorro? It's Zorro. Okay. Yeah, she was awesome. So I really loved her in that role. So I kind of, I'm really hoping that they find a way to maybe incorporate her because I thought she was really great as that universe's Supergirl. I loved her portrayal, mm. to be honest. Um, and are we getting into likes or you're still on first impression? Oh, you know what? That is kind of getting into the likes. Let's, let's 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 move on. Okay, so I'm gonna piggyback off and just like. But now we're getting into the likes. Mm. So I agree. I really did like um, the Supergirl. I liked her her persona. I like her vibe. Mm. Um, I liked. Um, I'm gonna get into Ezra now. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. Ezra Miller, whatever his personal life issues is, Ezra Miller is definitely a good actor. Mm-hmm. He's very good at acting. He's very oh, dedicated, sorry. passionate. Day, I made that mistake. My bad. Oh, okay, um, so. That part wasn't bad. It wasn't even the acting, but there was something about the uh, the vibe. Ezra's vibe is just to me not the fi- the Flash's vibe, and I'm not even trying to just go with Grant Gustin thing. Mm-hmm. There was something about Ezra in his portrayal that to me wasn't the Flash or wasn't like I don't know. That part was uh, there's something about his vibe that doesn't gel well with this character. I agree. Now, I also think he didn't do a bad job acting. I have to give him a little bit of credit for doing both. They. Oh, I have to give they credit for doing them both. I have to give Ezra credit for doing (laughs) both. There we go. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like, I think that Ezra Miller is a good actor (sighs) overall. However, their portrayal as the Flash seems not quite on character. And I don't know if that's a directing thing or if it's an acting thing, but I actually didn't have a problem with Ezra Miller in um, The Flash, like in the Justice League and stuff. I thought they were like entertaining, Um, maybe a little bit goofier than I would have said I expected based off of what I do know about the The Flash and Barry Allen for them to be. But looking at this movie with... uh, both Barry Allen, like the one that's like 18, and then the older Barry Allen who um, goes back in time. The younger one, it's like, I mean, it's kind of cool for a character arc because rather than being the kind of super goofy dude he was at the beginning, he had to be be the mature one. And that kind of made the, <laughs> I remember in the clip you sent me from Screen Crush when they were yeah. talking about, it, it made, made you like, you made yeah. you like that Barry Allen more, more because there was a more obnoxious one that you could turn your ire towards. And it shows like a growth arc for Barry's mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Mm. But I liked it. And they did a really great job portraying two different versions mm-hmm. where you, you knew that these were two different, different people. people. Yeah. Right. And I like that. But... <sighs> I got to just say, I, I would have to look at it again to see it very clearly. But I felt like those abs on that soup were very defined compared yeah, to. Too. I was like, what's going on there, too? <laughs> I was like, why do we have to have the bulge 
there. Like, <laughs> I was like, I feel like these abs on the suit are not necessarily true to life of what you've got developed under the suit, sir. <laughs> I'm mad you were talking about that. I'm so mad. I'm sorry. It caught my attention because I'm like, these are very, very defined abs on the suit. The only thing suit. that bothered me about his the suit was the bulge, the, the, the penis bulge. Sorry. I was like, we don't have to actually have this. You could just, they could have just like made it straight flat so that it wasn't noticeable like they do on the Flash TV show. You can't see no bulge. It's just. Whatever we know, stuff is there. I can't even get into this country. But I, it was so pronounced to me. I was like, "So we just gonna?" That was one thing. I'm glad you brought it up because I was like, I didn't like that at all. I was like, "Why? Why can we see this anyway?" <laughs> yeah, but that that was one thing where I just kept looking. I was like, "This seems like not even like you know 300 esque painted on." I'm like, "This, this is like they built that in." <laughs> to make like even look i mean you could see when like in one of the scenes where he's trying to get his powers back Hmm. um and i'm saying barry which is why i'm using he um that there was that ezra miller they did some you know they did some work there was some definition but it was not the definition that that flash (laughs) uniform showed so i'm like these these abs are unearned here Hmm. sorry but yeah, I just like, I really wanted to, it, I went back and watched the Michael Keaton Batman after this, because Michael Keaton as Batman was a very bright spot in this movie. I agree. I loved um, when he came on and when he had the suit on and it reminded me of the past and watching that film. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, this is Batman. Like, yes. I loved everything about it, the, how his suit was. And I... I like somebody mentioned in the clip, we'll post a video in the show notes, mm-hmm. but somebody mentioned in the clip how it was like you were seeing the old school and it was more so that they were using practical effects, mm. not so much CG because a lot of the CGI was really a controversial topic mm. because some of it was really good and some of it was really too noticeable. Weird. Yeah, some of it was weird. But let's get into one that's really weird. I don't know if I like the baby shower scene. Uh. I was mad about the whole time because I'm like, I love babies so much <laughs> and people. So I'm just like, nah, this is terrible. Like, why can't I was like, where's I don't know. I just was not feeling it. Then the CGI, the babies look so fake. Mm. It was ridiculous to me. And I was just like a baby shower. Is this? It was too goofy. Yeah. And I was like, this is impractical. Like, I, I don't know. Something something wasn't. I was just watching it because I was like, OK, we're doing this. Yeah. But I didn't like it that much right and that's something we actually we kind of had almost like we should have recorded ourselves as we came out of the theater because we had like a discussion as we came out about the movie Mm -hmm. and i felt like it was a tone could be kind of it was it was one of those things where some things were kind of campy yeah and you can do camp but if you do camp i feel like you have to fully commit to it and you have to be either extremely campy or not do too much. And I felt like they were too much in the middle where right. they didn't go far enough mm-hmm. or they needed to have just like not yeah. any of that camp Some at of all. The lines and things you're just like, come on, like the come on Barbie, let's go party. I was like, why is that in this? Series? It was, I, I mean, I thought it was amusing, but it was also like kind of weird. Was, it, it was, it was <laughs> like, why would, why would Barry say that? Like that is, it, you know what? That's true. That is very out of place. I found it amusing, but it, it was very like out of place. Yeah. I like the come on, Barbie. I think it's funny, but it, <laughs> it would be funny if it came from someone who normally does that kind of banter. Mm. Like I wouldn't expect a 
Deadpool to say something like that and it would work. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah. Yes. It would make sense because like that's his humor. That's his character. Mm-hmm. But like Barry doesn't talk like that really. So I was just like, he just came out of left field. I'm like, and then the posing when he runs. Oh my God. Oh my God. Someone oh. who watches the actual Flash TV show. I was so sickened every time he went real look. Cause it was like, he like stopped and like it was seconds. It, I don't know. It was just, it was like a weird whole... version of the Natasha Romanoff thing. Remember when, um, yeah, Yelena was so like, much? why but do you I always love... do the pose? <laughs> but I love Natasha's posing. I it do. Works. And it's funny. Cause they also kind of like made it into a joke. Like right. you always pose when you do that. But his like motioning to the run, like he's gearing up and I'm like, just run. It's so weird. Yeah. Because he doesn't always do it. Yeah. There were times when he didn't, so I'm like, what? Um, they, made, they made sure they like paid attention, especially in the third half of the movie, which I think was the weaker half, actually. Mm. The, like, the, the last, like I would say the third half was the weaker half of mm. the film. Um, the middle part was actually the best part to me. Mm-hmm. The middle part where you see the berries and meeting them. I'm not going to lie. I did not expect this to be just Barry with himself the whole <laughs> film. I did not expect that. And I was like, so we really just going to be the two Barry's like where everybody else had in the film. <laughs> okay. So that part was interesting though. We got to see the struggle. You got to see some of the, you know, the notes. Um, there was some nice emotional moments. Like when he saw his mom in the, um, when he saw his mom in the, 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 the store, mm-hmm. that part was like nice to me. So, but I just wish there was some balance throughout the film. Cause it was like, I was like, what are we trying to do with this film? Like, where are we going? You had that craziness there. And then you had, I felt like there was just parts where it was going so many places. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Interesting. You mentioned like his mom. Cause like in the screen crush video that we're putting in the show notes, they mentioned like how she's hardly in there. And that was like his whole motivation right. for going back right. was so that she would be alive. And then there's very yeah. little interaction. Now, I understand that, you know, not long after that happens, like General Zod lands and he's about to like destroy the world. So that's a very big. Mm-hmm. And I think that so I don't know how I feel about it, because it's like a responsible adult is going to be like, I caused this. I need to fix this. So I understand for that reason. That's why he didn't get to interact with like his parents very much because he was too busy trying to save right. <laughs> that universe. Yeah, I think they should have had more scenes of her. Mm. I, I think. I think the Barry, like, if I know, I mean, again, I'm going back to the TV show. Mm. The TV show for that Flashpoint thing, because they did Flashpoint Mm. in the TV show, and they did it bomb. They did it well. Mm. That Barry was really like, I need to see my mom. Like, since she was alive, he took more time, some moments, Mm. to be with her, talk with her, even if he had to pretend to be someone else. Mm -hmm. Anytime he saw his real mom, Anywhere he took time mm-hmm. because he valued it, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think they should have had some scenes. Like I don't know, it just would have been nice if they had some scenes there. Mm-hmm. But I guess because of the nature of what he did and that there was another Barry already there, so it just messes it up. But some of the things I didn't like was also I didn't like. I know it was supposed to be a different Barry. The younger one's a different one, mm-hmm. but I didn't like some of his friends. I just didn't like that whole scene with them in the house. And they're bantering back and forth about whether or not um, Mc- Marty McFly was the Eric Stoltz, yeah, or Michael J. Fox was there because like, he was like, he's like, like Back the to the Future. He's like Eric Stoltz. He was like, No, Eric Stoltz is not Marty McFly. And I didn't get it until later. I'm like, Oh, multiverse. Yeah, he's not actually. I didn't get some things either. And I don't know why. I was actually disoriented in certain parts of the film. I was like, What's happening here? For some reason, I didn't get that they were in the multiverse. 
I knew that he got, I thought he was supposed to be going to the past. That's what I was assuming mm-hmm. that he was trying to do. So I was so shocked. I was like, wait, I know there's supposed to be another Barry in here, but I was like, why is it so soon? I thought he was going to the past, but his past, he, he's not there. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought he was going to the past, not to another timeline, completely another well, world. Well, he got that knocked out. Me. So the other him knocked himself out. Spoiler alert, you guys. Sorry, you guys know that all of our episodes are full of spoilers. Right. Like, right. the other him purposely knocked him out right. of returning back. And we didn't know that was him. We so didn't. There's something in the uh, the CW one called the time rates, and they look scary and nasty. Mm. And I thought he was a time rate, mm. just trying to come in, you know, you're messing with the timeline, stop. Because mm-hmm. that's what happens in the Flashpoint stuff. Uh, time rates try and get Barry because of what he's doing messing with time going back to fix stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but it wasn't a time rate. It was really just the the second Barry, the younger Barry, older, mm. turned into some crazy thing. Mm. Uh, it, that part was just... Uh, it was interesting. It was disjointed to me. It was, it, it was confusing, but I also thought it was an interesting point because it's like... It was three Barrys at one point. It, there were, but I found that particular plot point interesting because it's like, this is what not letting go can get you like Mm. you understand the motivation of him wanting to save his mom like i feel like any of us would feel that same way but you see that like the degree to which yeah barry the barry the the original barry what we think of as the original barry like he doesn't go to that quite that point i mean he Mm. does start it along that timeline like he's the catalyst that caused this stuff but the younger barry that turns into this one he was much more obsessive yeah about it yeah. like when when Kara and um and Bruce died he mm-hmm. like just keeps doing it and I, the original Barry's standing there in like the what do you call it the time coliseum or whatever it's it is right now right I, know, <laughs> I did not know <laughs> what to call that I'm not sure I liked it some people <laughs> did but I'm not sure I liked it because I was just like this is weird it is weird I the way the, that they yeah. the graphics were rendered was, in there was yeah, very you're right it looks like a coliseum the way they had it like some sort or like the time stadium or something yeah I, I didn't like it I'm not gonna lie to you it, was, it threw it me was off very odd it was. like the it was way too much graphics showed, yeah it was too much i guess they i guess that was the way of them making like oh we'll just make it really weird so we don't have to put too much effort into making yeah. it the graphics good which kind of worked because it was weird enough where it's like i guess this is just how stuff looks in here but it's not great looking yeah. <laughs> it's really weird i prefer the cw's little cloud and lightning that's all they that's all they have and I prefer it. And you just see Barry going through it. I prefer that. Yeah. But <laughs> like what was that Coliseum Stadium stuff? I was like, I'm not gonna lie, especially in the third half. Mm. The first half you're just kinda watching where he when he went back, but then the third one I was like, What in the world is going on? And it was like repetition of stuff. It was throwing me off, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. So and I think that might have been just the graphics idea. The way they decided to depict the world, I I just wasn't it wasn't for me. Mm. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, I did it. I did like that plot point though. Like that uh, part is fine. Letting things you like, you know, there are certain problems that you can't solve. And I think that kind of got but it's kind of funny. I'm thinking about the Screen Crush YouTube video. They're like, so they're saying that, yeah, there's certain problems you can't solve, but then, and you think he's learned this lesson, but then he's still in the house yeah, and changes something. Went, yeah, he still went and changed stuff. <laughs> and then it, like, causes, like, so there's no longer the Ben Affleck. Um, no longer the, the Bruce Ben Affleck Wayne. Bruce in his it's, regular world. Now Bruce became George Clooney. Yeah, and, and it's like, dude, you did, did not actually learn. Yeah, and everyone's wondering whether or not George Clooney's like, going to join. Because it's, it's basically the same thing, dude. Like, the thing that caused the change, you're like, oh, I won't interact. All I'll do 
is that I'll put the can in there. And right. it's like, dude, by moving the cans, that's basically the same thing you did the first time. I mean, you're right. But I did like that he got to exonerate his dad. I did like that. I, I did. did like that. Because but that's unfair. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I had a problem with the fact that they did not show us who killed his mom anyway. Yeah. Because in the TV series, we know because we can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. But you just come in and he's just there and he's like, his mom is dead with a knife in there. I'm like, where? who did it? What happened? That is a good point. Who actually did do it? Like, how? So, I mean, I, I'm mad at that whole point. I'm like, y'all just left that wide open. Mm-hmm. I was like, so the Flash didn't decide to, like, actually go back in time and he could have seen who did his mom in and what and he didn't find out? I mean, I kind of understand because Barry doesn't seem like the type of person who's like vengeance motivated. And that would have been like a vengeance thing. He just wanted his dad and his mom to be alive. But that's still weird because as an audience member, you're like, well, who did kill her? Yeah. Because they're still out there. That's the problem with their version of how they did it. In the TV series and in the show, you know who did it. Mm -hmm. So you could see because Barry saw the cloud of somebody Mm -hmm. running. He could see it was a reverse flash that did it. Mm -hmm. But he just didn't know who it was when he was a child. Mm Mm-hmm. But my thing is with this one, they didn't bring in the reverse flash and because of too much going on. Mm-hmm. But it was like, this is a plot point that's very serious and deep. It's a major thing. The mm-hmm. reverse flash is like his, his main enemy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why didn't they at least address who killed her? Yeah. Or how she died? Or let us see something. Right. And they can allude to it if they were going to make more. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the status is of the DCEU now. I but, mean, um, I think that's completely kaput. Yeah. So There's going to be like, the DCU. The DCEU is could put i think so and I, I i think i think they do need to readjust and redo things because i don't know what it is about the dc like one of the videos i watched that i didn't send to you mm-hmm. it was just like the guy was just saying like he was talking about why the box office was so bad mm-hmm. because it's like they expect this kind of film with this kind of budget to make 400 million mm-hmm. and it only made 40 something maybe a little bit more wow and it made even less money than black adam Hmm. when it first opening weekend and I was like and people they were he was trying to give a reason to it and of course he was talking about how the problems with the DCEU but he was talking about how like fans just don't trust the DCU to deliver hmm. you know and I, I think that's an interesting point to make and I don't know if it's because we're having superhero fatigue because I was gonna ask pose this question to you after mm-hmm. we finish really getting into the flash but I wonder because even people talk about how Quantum Mania was not as great as people wanted it to be. Mm. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was a solid film. I didn't think it was bad. Definitely didn't think it was. I as thought bad it was as solid Flash. as well. Yeah, yeah, but I could see. It. I don't need to watch it again. Mm. I agree. I, it's a one-time watch or two-time watch at most. Mm. Other films that are really good, you want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking too. I was like, well, I wonder what is this? I wonder is it? Are we just done, or we have we overdone the superhero theme? Have we like overkilled this to the point where everyone's having superhero fatigue and this multiverse thing going everywhere is not really functioning or working for us anymore? That people I are don't like think so. tired of watching it at the box office. I think that it just needs to be strong enough stories because I'm like, I'm thinking of like, for example, like Blade. I'm excited to see like a Blade movie. I'm really excited for the Marvels and I think of like Ms. Marvel, loved that, like, really looking forward to it. Um, I think of like Yelena as um, Black Widow, really excited to see her coming up. But I think some of it is maybe the storyline, maybe they've gotten, maybe sometimes they rest on their laurels Mm. and haven't put in the The necessary necessary. 
story and build up because they're like, oh, we've already got this fan base. So maybe there's not like people aren't putting in the necessary amount of work and creativity to make sure that people want to because I don't think it's that people I mean people might be tired of superhero movies but that might be I think that's more so not just like because I feel like superhero movies is more of a genre so that's Mm. like saying people are tired of romance movies oh yeah no so I think it's more so that like in some cases like with the release they're releasing too fast so trying to keep up and then like so many of them it's like eh, i'm a little tired because there's so many mm. but then it's also like a thing that if you make a really good one it'll do well because i think of like moon knight moon knight was like phenomenal i loved moon knight so TV much it is but it's still like marvel mm. and you know it's in the mcu like it's connected and it's really good. I'm trying to think. So like, you don't think? Are you tired of the multiverse plot point? I am not yet because I feel like Marvel might do a decent job with it. Because I liked Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It was very good. Yeah, I really liked that, and I liked the thing that also for me. I think that's a good example of why I'm not fatigued when they do new things because. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with Sam Raimi, who does like really good horror movies. It had like this kind of horror type of mm. tint in some some parts. And I was like, this is very different from mm. these other Marvel movies. Right. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they need to do is they need to remember to do different things. Mm. And that's part of what like Moon Knight was cool. Um, what was the one, the werewolf one? Werewolf by Night? I didn't it watch was, that one. Oh, you haven't. It was different. So if you do different stuff, I think people will be interested, but you can't just keep doing the same thing. And that's what I think is the problem with DC. One, I think this whoever decided to like we're one. I think they were trying to be Marvel and it wasn't mm-hmm. working for them. They should have found something that worked for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all these ensemble movies, and then you trying to do it. the. I think they should have done the stand like that's what Marvel did. They did the standalone movies first, mm-hmm. and then the, then you can see the build up to the to the. Um, the origin story movie because mm. that was the issue really you already saw the flash in either one of the justice leagues mm-hmm. and you either hated him or you didn't mm-hmm. and that was the other issue you had the justice society but in in black adam but why do i care about the justice society i, really I don't didn't. even know who the hell they are yeah so it was just like you guys are jumping the gun and then you're overdoing it and you're just like yeah yeah because that was a big film. thing for me like one it of the was, one of the much. big characters died in black adam i was like I feel bad, but I kind of don't really care that much because I don't know this character. I didn't care about any of the people really in the Justice Society in Black Adam, which is another reason why the movie wasn't very good. Mm. Because I was like, these people, I don't know who they are. Yeah. Why do I? I'm like, I don't even know who the Justice Society is. You haven't given us time to like establish a connection with the character to care about them. Origin films do first, which they should have done a Flash film first or a Cyborg film first Mm. and then done a, a Justice League. Maybe hopefully better because mm. they did Superman, they did Batman. Well, I don't know if they did a Batman. Did they do one? They did Batman no, versus they did. Superman. Yeah, no, they didn't and I never it. watched that because I heard it was bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, see, the only thing that was good in there was Wonder Woman. Exactly, and then one, one thing with this film, DCU, they be using her the because everybody loves Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Is it I Gal Gadot do. or is it Gal it's Gadot? Gal, it's Gal Gadot. Ah, oh, I've been saying yeah. it wrong the entire time. In my so mind. it's Gal Gadot, and I loved her 
I'm like, she be in there for like a second. She's doing a lot of heavy lifting. (laughs) She's been doing a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, her her films are, uh, her films are great, but she does a lot of heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. Because people love her. And you always see her in there. I really hope that um, Mr. Gunn keeps her. Yeah, she is phenomenal as Wonder Woman. I heard today that they were keeping Jason Momoa Momoa as Mm -hmm. um, Aquaman. I hope they keep her Mm -hmm. because I still, anytime I see her on screen, she does an awesome job. Yeah, agreed. The way she just rolled up in there and saved them and everything, I'm like, wow. All right, then. Yeah. But with Barry in here, I'm like, what is Barry's role? To me, he looked like the custodian of the group. Because <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, Barry? Like, what's going on? Where are the other, Why are the other people? I, I just didn't know what's happening. Can I say something else about talking about multiverse? Yeah. To me, in this Flash movie, DC's way of portraying the multiverse is confusing. Thank you. It makes sense to me in Marvel. Because, like, Marvel, yeah. it's not, like, if you change the timeline, you can have diverging ones. Mm-hmm. But... It, it, but in DC, because he changed the past, like you had a whole different character. Mm-hmm. That didn't make sense to me. Right. Like Marvel's makes sense. Like the way they did it, like it was magic. Like they got to like, or there's a person like, mm-hmm. um, what's her name? America, um, Chavez. America Chavez, who can go to different multiverses, but it's not a time. Well, in certain cases, it's a time thing, mm-hmm. but the time thing doesn't mean that there's a completely different person. Maybe the, maybe if their parents were different, it'd be a different person, but it was weird to me the way they did it that's by him. They keep thinking they're not thinking about the transmedia um, part of their story. They want it to be connected, but they're making them. I don't know why they have so, just different people, but you need different people to make each one, but you have to have the, the supervision first. With Marvel, the way they did it, they set the transmedia up so well mm. that everything is individual, but it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like with the DCEU, they just be doing films. They're like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be in the same like universe, but you're not making sure everything is connected. Like all these films look like separate things to me, which is fine if that's the way you intend it. But it, it seems it like they just do it after the fact. World, it though. feels like they they make a decision after the fact. Because like that's in the in the YouTube video that you sent me, the screen quest run, they're like, yeah, so. Uh, so Shazam, he may or may not be in the multiverse. I mean, in this universe, it, depending on here. how the movies do. Right. Um, not Batman's be. not like the, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, ben Affleck is definitely gone. Yeah, 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 but I'm talking about the Batman, the one that you haven't watched. The Chris, um, not Chris, what's his name? The Matt Reeves Batman, but what, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. The Robert Pattinson Batman. <laughs> They're like, he's off on his own. So I'm like, that's fine because we know that, but it seems like y'all don't even know who's in, in this your, universe exactly. versus not in the universe. Right. right. And it's, it's, it, that's a problem. Yeah. At least. There's no like singular yeah. vision I see. I just see a lot of separate films. Mm. And that's And the separate problem. films would be fine if that was your intention. But and y'all seem like you're just going after the like fact that. and mm-hmm. try they're to trying to be, well, they're trying to be transmedia with it and it's not working. Because again, it's like everybody keeps making one, like, like the Justice, why are there two different Justice League movies? Oh, I can make it better. Like, no, it's supposed to be singular. You shouldn't have there. I would be pissed off if there was two Avenger movies. I would be pissed. <laughs> I mean, not the uh, not like Avenger Part One, 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 Two. You know, but like if there was two Avenger ones, no. Why did like, make the one and then make a sequel? Not redo the one. I mean, I'm not upset about that because I didn't get either. to watch all the way through. But the the Zack Snyder one was better than the original. Was it? Yeah. They changed a lot of stuff. They did. They, I, from what I understand, they reshot some parts, mm. and it did actually make it better. Okay, but it's just weird that you have to put that out there. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we didn't do it right the first time. 
we're gonna redo it this. It just doesn't. I mean, look like but a good they, look. they it was unexpected circumstances. I'll give him a pass for that because Zack Snyder was supposed to do it, but then when his daughter or son, whichever one of them died, um, so of course he couldn't do it because he was like you know mourning and taking mm-hmm. care of that. So then they brought in uh, what's his name, who's on everybody's shit list right now, um, but like. So he wasn't supposed to be the original director for that. So, you know, with all of this switching out, it just, you know, things are going to be kind of messy. I don't know. To me, I'm like, here's my main question. With the Flash film, the, again, this wasn't like a bad film, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It's still, this is my problem with DC. I watched their films besides besides Wonder Woman and Shazam. Mm-hmm. I watched their films and I looked and I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. this is okay. Yeah. I come out of here like that. And I don't. The, like I said, the only ones that I loved, I loved Wonder Woman 2, mm-hmm. and I loved Shazam 2. Mm. I thought both of those two are working well. Mm-hmm. Everything else, no. It's not fitting. It's not working. It's not meshing well. Mm. I appreciate what they tried to do with the Flash in here, but there's just a lot of stuff going on that I was like, this film is not together, together fully to me. Mm. And I felt like this is a film about the Flash, but there were so many other people in here. I felt like at one point, this is a Batman thing. This is a, a, a Supergirl part. I like Supergirl's part in there. But it's like, is she going to continue on? We have no idea. We do. I like, oh, I found her name. Um, so the actress who plays Supergirl, her name is Sasha Kale. Or Kale. But I loved her as Supergirl. I really wish they had give her like a place in the DCU. Because mm. she was great. She and so Supergirl and Batman were like bright points for me in this movie. I just don't know if I want to see another DC. I wonder if they should just stop. That's my thing. Well, they're going to reboot the whole thing. So maybe, um, maybe, P- uh, what's his name? <sighs> but that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I want to see anymore. That's what I was bringing that question up. But are we tired? Like, I don't know we're if I want to see We're tired of subpar stuff. But if someone can do it right, I think people will be fine. Because right. like. Well, I guess uh, I'm saying I'm not sure I want to see any more like Spider. I mean Superman, and I just don't know if I want to see any more of it. Mm. I feel like it's been so done too many times. I'm like, why don't we just like you said do something different or come up with a other? There's a bunch of like like Marvel has a bunch of stories and characters. Why don't y'all try and explore some of the other characters? Then actually, I think that's part of the thing that um, I don't know why. Why can I think not think of Guardians of the Galaxy's director's name? Mr. Gunn. Yeah, Tim Gunn. Mm-hmm. So Tim Gunn, now that he's co-CEO. Tim Gunn is that guy from, from um, Project Runway. That James Gunn. Like. Wow. James Gunn. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> James Gunn. James Gunn, and I think the guy, the other guy who's co-CEO with him is like Peter Safran or something. Mm. So now that they're heading up the DCU, which is going to be separate from the DCEU, because the DCEU is like now dead, I feel like, you know, this is a chance for them to start over, make it done well Mm. maybe they'll make it so that there's an overarching vision because that's the thing that's good about the marvel stuff like um uh kevin feige feige Feige, okay kevin feige he's like he's the overlord he's like okay we there is a vision Mm -hmm. and they're gonna like you know they'll give you some you know give you your leeway but you know have enough points so that it can tie in to the other vision if it's going to be a tie into like an Avengers movie or something and it doesn't seem like they had like a visionary who was Mm. like being like this is how this is going to tie together right they didn't but now that they've got new heads 
Maybe they can save it. And yeah, it's like stuff. it's like new management. You go to a right. restaurant that's got new management. So it's like I'll give it a try. Let's try, it's under new management. Let's give it a try. So that's how I feel. Like let's give it a try because I really like James Gunn's stuff that he's done. I really liked the Suicide Squad that he did. I really liked Peacemaker. I'm looking forward to the Amanda Waller movie. One, because, you know, it was a James Gunn think tank thing. And two, because <laughs> Viola Davis, I mean, say no more. But I've got high hopes. I've got high hopes. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just like, oh. I do. I, one more thing I wanted to point out. Did it say, I mean, I know we talked about when we were coming out of the theater where it seemed like Barry had like no chemistry with the Iris in the oh, movie. Yes. But he did you, no I felt like he had more chemistry with Supergirl. Like when mm. she was like, I felt like I felt kind of almost like some chemistry there. Like yeah. he had the like um, empathy that mm-hmm. he didn't know her, but he was going to save her anyway, even though she wasn't like, she was like, why did you save me when I wasn't Cal? So I, I felt agree. like there was more chemistry there. I agree. I, agree. I, I felt so, I like, saw something there, but I'm like, no I saw like, nothing. Like Ezra Miller's portrayal of Barry, like it, to me, it's like y'all were trying to do a little romance there, but it was not hitting. And it was like, there was no charm to the Barry hmm. that there normally is. Even though he's like a talkative, kind of smart, not kind of really smart mm-hmm. person. He has his little quirks, but he's super charming and super good and wholesome. Hmm. And I wasn't really getting that with this Barry. So and I'm just talking about the the characterization of Barry. Mm-hmm. I always see Barry as the well. I guess Captain America is kind of like the Superman of their group. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Superman's supposed to be kind of like Captain America with the whole moral fiber thing. But Barry also has some of that too. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really getting that. And so that charm that comes out that I was hoping to see when I was like, oh, this is Iris. Let's see. It just the whole scenes felt like I, they felt really forced. They didn't feel like they needed to be there at all. Mm-hmm. To me, that was like the thing, and I liked the black girl. Actually, I did like her, but I just like the scenes. There was no like chemistry. I was like, "Why was this in here?" I, I don't I see, see it. I, I see don't Barry see with Kara based on this movie more I, so I, than I Iris. I can see the chemistry a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. There's a lot that I just feel like they just need to redo with this film. Um, there's a lot in there. There were some funny points, of course. There were. There were some parts, where, and like I said, it's, it's a watch. You could watch it, but there was a lot that really I didn't like more so than liked mm. for me. Yeah. Um, I and I wasn't really trying to come with all my prejudices about the film. I was like, let me see it and, and see. But there was a lot more to me that I was like, nah, they should have done this different mm-hmm. than like, oh, this was really great. But there were great parts. I don't want to like not say that. There were some like really parts. Like, like I said, Ezra's portrayal of doing the both, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was great. That was a good, that was a showed how great of an actor yeah. they are. Yeah. But like I said, it's hard to determine if it's the acting or if it was off. the directing or if it was just. It's hard to determine for me too. Yeah. But something it, it, about the film, I just was like. It's just a very, out. it seems like a very out of middling. character Barry. Yes, thank you. It seems like an out of character Barry, and I, I just, I, but I have always been, even before I had, before Ezra Miller's issues came out, I had always thought that this was a miscast mm. person. I was like, I saw it, and I was like, this person should not be playing Barry. Not that he can't, but it's just it's nothing is not fitting right. Even as I watched, and I remember I, I saw it in Justice League. Not saying he didn't do the funny. They. He. Yeah, not saying that Ezra didn't do it right, but at the same time, I was like, 
I'm not. I was like, I'm not really buying it here, even mm-hmm. in Justice League. I wasn't buying it then. And then I was like, okay, let's see the whole movie. And I'm still not. I'm still not sold that Ezra was the best person to play him. Yeah, I'm not sure. It worked. Sort of. Yeah, something just mm. the vibe is not right. I don't right. Know yeah. And Agree. Ezra is a good actor. Yeah, he is. That's one thing I, I have to credit him. Very good actor. Emotional. It's very good at doing emotional scenes too. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's not the issue, but it's something is off. I just think it was miscast personally. Anyway. I I thought it, I initially thought the casting was good, and like I said, like we talked about, it's just the like you said, the vibe is off though. The yeah. vibe is off. Yeah. And it could I be Mr. Um, some Italian actor. I forget his name. Well, I don't think he's an Italian actor. The director, I can't pronounce his name. I knew it's an Italian. Muschetti? Muschetti? Not Muschetti. I knew it was like, it's Andrew something. Andy Muschetti? Yeah. I mean, I appreciate what he was trying to do. You know, but um, I'm going to just rate it. It's a six glasses for me. I'd give it seven. I'm going to give it six glasses. And the seven is really because of pretty much everything outside of the Flash himself. Mm -hmm. Like the character of the Flash, which... It's kind of the sad part. Though Ezra Miller's performance was was very good portraying both of them. But as far as the bright spots for me, the bright spots were the spots outside of the Flash was yeah, the character. I think the um, Batman was my favorite part. And seeing Kara, Kara kick ass. Yeah. Those parts were my favorite parts. Actually. Same for me. Those mm-hmm. were my favorite parts. So it's like, ah, oh, the bright spots weren't actually I the really, main character. I really disliked the baby shower. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. And I really disliked the ending mix up thing. That scene. Something about that scene was unraveling to me. Hmm. Like, I don't know if it was just the CGI, but it's something about that ending. I was like, I was like out of it. I was mm. like, something threw me out of the film where I was just like, what the F is going on here? Maybe it was the CGI. Maybe it was. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our review of The Flash. Um, you guys go watch it. And I mean, if you want to watch it, <laughs> if you want to review it, tell us what you think. You yeah. Know. Let us know. Let us know what you guys think. If you really love it and you think what we're saying is trash. Hey. And it's Receipts, really hard please. for us to pin down the Ezra Miller thing. If it's like an acting thing, if it's a directing thing, as far as the portrayal of Barry thing. Allen. Yeah. Let us know. What do you think it is? Or right. do you think that Ezra Miller is a great flash? Let us know. Really interested to hear yeah. other people's take. Me too. I've been listening to some other videos and everything. And I'm like, I'm surprised at how much mixed reviews I'm getting. Hmm. It's very mixed. Hmm. People either really liked it or they liked certain parts of it. It's, it's weird. It's like some people like certain parts and then other parts they didn't like. So mm-hmm. it's like, you have very, like, it's not polarizing, but you're very, like, staunch. Like, I didn't like this, but I like this. Mm-hmm. And then that person will be like, oh, I, I hated that, but I liked that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's whatever. Mixed, mixed bag. Mixed bag. All right, y'all. With this Midland DCU film, I don't know what will EU. be the future. DCEU. Yeah. Right? Excuse me. I don't know what the future of the DCEU will be. But well, we'll just have to wait and see. Is it going to be called something else now? It's, it's going to be the DCU. DCU, okay. Yeah, so, so now, the DCEU is dead. <laughs> let's see if the DC... What does the E part stand for? DC Extended Universe. <laughs> let's get rid of that. All right. So now, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's just going to be the DCU. <laughs> That's much better. Let's hope that they do better by that then. Yeah, let's hope. Right. Because like I said, I've got high hopes because... Have you seen Peacemaker or The no. Suicide Squad? No. You should watch those because those which which were done by um, James Gunn 
I really enjoyed. So based on that, I think that maybe he'll take it in a good direction. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, that is our review. Um, you guys know what to do. Message us. You'll hear some stuff at the end of this podcast episode. And as always, everybody, blurred out. Enjoy your summer. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to our show on whatever podcast listening app you use and share the show with other blurred and non-blurred family and friends. And if you like this episode, please subscribe to our email newsletter at blurredtalkbw.ck.page and also rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Intro and outro music is Twilight by Caption. You can find them on SoundCloud, username Caption spelled C-A-P-S-H-U-N. Show notes by Ola Hansen, audio engineering by Whitney Booker. And don't forget to get social, you guys. You can email us at blurredtalkbw at gmail.com. And our social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is at blurredtalkbw. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash at blurredtalkbw. And we've got our individual things going on, too. You can find the Triple F Queen on Instagram at triple f queen b as in boy and my youtube channel is youtube.com slash at triple f queen b and you can find me whitney at luminabi studios my company and the email address is wit at luminabi.com spelled w-h-i-t at l-u-m-e-n-a-b-i dot c-o-m and you can also find me on twitter at luminabi studios